the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867 is the number to call or come visit with us at 1604 and Bulverde Road. According to AccuWeather, we're not going to get rain for another Two hours here at Millburgers, so right come. when we get off the radio. Yeah, so come now, and then you've yeah, a lot of people out here already. Yeah, there really are. It's uh, it's always nice to see and see what they're buying. I want to ask Trace about uh, sun patients. Are y'all familiar with those? Yeah. Uh, oh. Okay. They were they recently, uh, well, a couple of years ago, came out with a sun patient. Now, why do, why do they call that that? Is because it's a takeoff on impatience, right? Which we always recommend to be played in the shade. Yeah. Well, well, where they last about two hours anyway in Texas <laughs> summer. Oh. Uh, but anyway, uh, so what some smart marketing person has come up with is uh, to give them a, give these plants a new name. That will encourage people to plant impatience, even in the sun. In the summer, okay. And uh, they do, they did all their testing up north in Michigan and whatever. Yeah, you can grow them all summer in oh, Minnesota. Yeah. Oh yeah, Full and summer. they're beautiful. Yeah. Uh, we were touring. I was touring Ohio uh, with my brother uh, when he was alive, and. Uh, they're 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 beautiful. Up nice there. colors, yeah. As is uh, tuberous begonias, which we can't grow here real well either. But anyway, so they gave them sundown. But they never will send us plants to test in oh. Texas for some reason. Because they die in Texas, even though they have got a funny name. Okay. So it's a marketing ploy. Where did you hear about them? Um. I'll tell you later. <laughs> well, he, uh, but it's it's true. Uh, my wife really likes impatience, and so oh, yeah. about every three years we <laughs> try to plant them. Uh, you put them the, in the shade. In the shade, oh, and they yeah. still die. Huh? Yeah, they don't. They just don't prosper. Yeah, and they will. Uh, you have people that do grow them, love them so much. Uh, they say they have to. Uh, Water them in the heat of the summer, sometimes two or three times a day, well, you know, and to the, keep them from wilting. 
And a lot of times you run into that problem with, uh, yeah, well, you got to have the right soil. It's really oh, got to yeah. be well drained. And maybe that three, watering them three times a day <laughs> might address the issue because it uh, gets, if it gets soggy and hot, mm -hmm. then that, then the roots, roots rot. But, uh, but it is a, it is a tough, tough plant to keep it alive and attractive. Oh, yeah. In the shade, and even in the shade in, <laughs> in Texas. And so what do people switch to? New Guinea impatiens. Oh, okay. Which die even faster oh. once you put them in the ground. This is just depressing. <laughs> now, in containers, New Guinea impatiens, I never have tried to grow a New Guinea impatiens uh, through the summer. I guess the heat bothers them, too. Seems to. But uh, they're, they're deadly. They die uh -huh. quick in the soil. Yeah, I'm looking over there at the... The marvelous begonias. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now that's the winner there. Yeah, they're, they're very easy. Now, now you got whoppers, and then of course you got <laughs> six or seven different colors of uh, the leaves and leaves and flowers. Yeah. And uh, they'll even make they'll make it through the whole yeah summer full sun, and sometimes they'll make it through the winter. Yeah, full sun. Yeah, mine was doing well until the freeze. <laughs> oh yeah, well, Melvin. That was just it. All right, two no, we, we can't give you everything, Melvin. I'm sorry. Like, like the people wanted to buy the, they had came out with an Arctic tomato. Huh? That you could grow in the winter. People would buy it. I'm sure. I'm sure. But tomatoes don't make it in the Arctic. They don't make it when it freezes. So. uh Another marketing pull. Yeah. My tomatoes, by the way, are reddening up. Are they really? Yeah, they were orange, and what? now they're kind of red. Yeah. We put them on the porch. The uh, Ruby? Uh, Ruby Crush. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. That Ruby Crush did well. I mean, we just we just had a problem uh, with supply after that hard freeze. But... Uh, Hey, ooh, there's a guy got a wagon full of uh, b beautiful blooming vitex. And see how long that spike is. That must be uh, Greg's vitex that he smuggled in from Louisiana. Now, that that is uh, unexpected to me. That, 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 that they're only about two feet tall. <laughs> yeah, and got, yeah. Got those big blooms. Oh, yeah. Them. That is unusual. Remind you of... Uh, um, <laughs> Our ye uh, yellow flower. Goldflower Esperanza. Yeah. But anyway. All right. 210-308-8867 or come on by and visit with us. And uh, we'll talk gardening with you. Here comes Trace. We'll see what's going on. Does he get set up? Oh, did I give you? Uh oh. There we go. All right. We got him. I don't have to stretch. Okay. What's going on, Trace? Oh, it's a beautiful day. <laughs> yeah, it is. Actually, I mean, you know, there's. It could be a little humid, but other than that, uh, yeah, it's a pretty day, nice, cool, a nice breeze. Little breeze, yes. yeah. I don't think we need to pre irrigate our gardens before we plant our till. I would agree with that. <laughs> I don't see anybody digging a hole for another week. Yeah. Okay, so I have a dumb question. Uh, really? Yeah. No, hey, such, this no is, such thing as long as you a, only ask it once. Oh, this okay. is the first. So we uh, <laughs> cut down some legustrum. Disgustrum, yeah. Disgustrum, yes. <laughs> and uh, did the uh, 
Cut Vine and Stump Killer. Yes. They're good man. Now, it's still rooted in there pretty well. Cause it won't. Oh, yeah. So well, it's dead, to... right? Yeah. The root system is going to be in your way for many, many years. <laughs> so I was wondering, Uh-oh. with the rain, does that make it easier to pull the roots out? Four years from now. What's that? It makes it easier and harder. Okay, easier because? Because shovels go into wet dirt okay, but then the wet dirt doesn't come off the shovel very easy. So okay. Double whammy. You don't have an ar- arborist operating in your neighborhood right now. No. He's going to put, put his wife to work. That's what he's doing. There you Because go. they've got a... a Stump ground machine that oh, okay. takes about uh, seven minutes and would you know, dig but that all. If you out. want to plant something else there, you do need to excavate the root. Mm. We run into that all the time in our uh, our installations. You know, we we can't we're not going to dig out another tree that takes forever. So uh, all of our installations are fresh new holes. We tell people we can't dig a hole within six feet of the existing whatever it was. Oh wow! Like because it's going to take years. Okay. People don't realize that. No, I did not realize they, that. They pay people to cut their trees down, and they cut, it, they grind it two inches below soil, throw soil on top, so poof, you think it's gone, but it's not. <laughs> well, we did have that experience. We had a oak tree that somebody uh, took out, and I guess it had big old roots because as they decayed. You got sinkholes. Yeah, sinkholes <laughs> where you step on them. So. Okay. Did you get any mushrooms up there? No, but I see some mushrooms uh, growing in other people's gardens now. Yeah. They're uh, coming up. They, they usually grow on tree roots. Oh, okay. The edible ones. Or the, or the sawdust from cutting the tree down. I had that happen. Huh. <laughs> Did what? Well, use a chainsaw in the tree and put sawdust all over the front yard. Oh, okay. And shortly after that, I had a field of mushrooms. <laughs> Fertilizer. Yeah. Fertilizer. Uh, yeah, well, for the mushrooms, they're not too uh, fussy. They used to, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Bradbury, at, uh, Joe Bradbury, out at uh, uh, Lone Star Nursery at that time, were, were growing. It's Lone Star Nursery again. Yeah. We're everything growing everything old comes back new. Yeah. yeah. We're growing and selling mushrooms. And uh, did pretty good with them. Uh, but, he, he, uh, he strikes me as growing the other kind of mushroom. <laughs> yeah, but uh, they're supposed to be healthy for you. And uh, but it, they were using uh, uh, they wanted uh, peach, old dead peach trees. They said it would grow, the mushroom would grow better on those. And uh, then uh, I think they used pecan, pecan wood, to grow mushrooms on. But yeah, that soil that they use. Has such a wonderful texture. Of course, oh, yeah. Of course, there's no nutrients in it at all. But <laughs> then it, the drainage is—I mean, it's, the water goes right yeah. through it. Right? But yeah. anyway, it's fun to garden. <laughs> uh, uh, we were looking at—I was looking at uh, uh, Neil Sperry's uh, deal of the uh, tips of the month, tips for the month, and uh, he says. <laughs> That blossom end rot is already showing up on tomatoes in South Texas. That must be much South Texas, down around the valley. 
I don't know. Uh, we had a lot of rain. Yeah, we, it certainly, we did. Certainly could be showing up. But I haven't seen many people bringing in the problem. <laughs> the ends of the fruit farthest from the stems are becoming sunken and begin turning brown and dried. This is almost always due to, <laughs> almost always, due to irregular and insufficient water. In very sandy soils, it's also possible that a shortage of calcium can add to the problem. Now, that's what, that's what people do when they see it. When you see it, it's too late to correct the problem with, with ca any type of calcium. So, uh, general, like I said, uh, I said on the program, generally we select against that when we're looking for a new variety. Uh, some varieties are prone to it. I've only seen one variety that every tomato on the plant had blossom in rot. But usually it's uh, plants in containers. Containers. Yeah. Key. That, and they have irregular watering habits. Well, why do they have irregular water happening? Because they outgrow the container. In other words, the roots fill up with the container. Mm. The plants get big. And they dry out periodically. Now, well, they'll come back when you water them, but uh, the damage is already done. Well, and it's, uh, there's also the, the weather situation when they're gaining that maturity. We're going from basically the spring yeah. with some cool nights to the hot one, getting blast of hot weather, which also contributes to a, the problem yeah. of, of pulling up that calcium. Mm -hmm. So, But... Uh, the, yeah. be the best thing to do is to, if they're smaller, and you can see it on a very small fruit too, the blo the blossom end rot, or the blossom end turns black. Uh, if they're lar larger, and you can't uh, stand to uh, <laughs> pull them off, just let them go ahead and ripen, and they will ripen first. They'll be the fastest tomatoes on your vine to ripen because the da the, the fruit has been damaged. Nobody's gonna eat that. <laughs> and uh, the but then all you have to do is cut the the affected part off. Nobody's gonna eat that. What? No, nobody's gonna eat that. Why is that? Because they're not. <laughs> well, for your squeamish squeamish people, <laughs> you give them a full size tomato. But I'm telling you, you, all you have to do is cut that black spot off, and uh, it's still a good tomato. Not rotted. So let me ask you a theoretical question. Okay. Are people more likely or less likely to end up with blossom end rot if they're growing it in a pot oh, or yeah. the ground? More often. Well, in the pot. Because, because, because of watering inconsistencies. Yeah, right. Yeah, too and wet, too dry. And it's also it's more dependent. I, I knew the answer, Milton. I just wanted him to I say know. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and that. Uh, it also occurs when the plant gets bigger and starts producing. Yeah. Fruit. Well, so I see so many large tomatoes in so many small pots. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's a recipe for blossom end rot. Oh yeah. And uh, all the, all the calcium that you had. <laughs> uh, what I tell people, they want to do something, and especially with people in garden, to add some uh, gypsum. Uh, do we say, you said it as softs and shoulders? 
soft shell saw. It used to be sold as. So we sell very little gypsum. Yeah. And there's a shortage. Actually, been a shortage for like three or four years. Oh, is that? Um, so we we carry most of the time, not all the time, because again, there's a shortage. We got uh, small bags of powdered gypsum and big bags of granulated gypsum. Okay. Either either kind of gypsum. Uh, it's supposed to uh, solve the calcium problem without have without adding lime to the soil and messing with the pH. So anyway, but uh, once you see it, very difficult to correct it. Well, and, and as you mentioned earlier in this discussion, uh, the the tomatoes that we recommend and that we sell here at Millburgers are generally. Less inclined, absolutely, but for the calcium deficiency. But all yeah. of them are can uh, if for the inconsistent watering. You can yeah, easily oh, yeah. do it that way. Mm-hmm. Okay, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Toll free eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I got. We, we, okay, go ahead. No, I was going to tell Trace we couldn't find any of the. Real grande gold yeah. peppers. I'm glad you sold them Our all. chili protein. Yeah, so procrastination gets you nowhere, Mel. I know. <laughs> I shouldn't have waited. Just yeah, kept we waiting one more week, and then that was. But you it. know, that's one other customer that got to grow one. Yeah, <laughs> I think I know the person's Marty. Yeah, he bought like six of them. Uh. Marty's hoarding them over there. <laughs> well, I want all those people that got. Those chili protein, yeah, that that they're supposed to be red, but if the fruit comes out yellow or orange, let you know you need to save some seed because about as always about ten percent of the reds that come back orange, and Milton has uh, distributed some of yeah. the special plants that are the orange ones. Uh, <laughs> That were collect- all the way to Alabama were collected from orange seed, uh, orange fruit, and we we'll see if they come back orange. They could come back red. So- well, that's the power of talking about stuff. Yeah, so exactly. it's gone. Just like uh, the night blooming jasmine. Never know what Hank's gonna like or not like. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I got a phone call yesterday right after the show. Hey, can you save me two of those night blooming jasmine? Uh, and then we had people coming in for like the next hour or so after the show. Oh, well, good. Uh, where's that night blooming jasmine? Uh, <laughs> All right. There, there is still some left. Just to did FYI. Hank get the uh, plant? Hank had us put two away for the night blooming jasmine, but no, she never came for that agapanthus, or, or if she did, she didn't. Oh, okay. Uh, call Maybe. me or talk to me. Okay. She would have. Called but me. I think that that is a it's a Hank plant. It's a Hank plant. Okay. Do not tell me. Do not inform me that you gave Hank your mobile number. Of course not. Oh, okay. That would be I, the, I haven't even given my wife my mobile <laughs> That'd be the kiss of death. All right. Uh, I got bad news. I think Dr. Parsons' opinions are purely his own. <laughs> and anybody that knows Hank. Okay. <laughs> Don't pick on Hank. <laughs> we, we like Hank. She, yeah. She's four. Uh, but I got bad news. Neil Sperry has recommended cornmeal. For what? For what? Yeah. Foot, foot fungus. <laughs> Tell me it's foot fungus. <laughs> Common Bermuda grass is planted from seed, combined with equal amounts by weight 
of cornmeal from the grocery to help you distribute it evenly at the rate of two to four two to four pounds of seed per thousand square feet. All right. So what I hear is it's just for spreading it purposes that it doesn't do anything else. Oh yeah, but it's so my answer. It's scary. My answer is sand. <laughs> sand. The particle the particles are much closer to the side of the seed, easier to mix yeah. it, and uh, a little heavier in the hand spreader. But well, uh, and if the moisture gets in there, it's not a doesn't affect the sand as much as it does the yeah well that's a good point <laughs> uh i'm gonna have to write neil and tell him he, he almost I had he gave some, me a heart attack that's somebody used flour once what? it really doesn't matter you know, like, you, no, use no. what use flour that way they could they could tell where they did it and where they didn't oh okay that flour <laughs> is real tough if there's some moisture like today, uh, today right, but they could tell exactly where they put it and where yeah. they hadn't so <laughs> they kept their rows the way they wanted them yeah now, do you sell grass seed? I guess we do. We do. It's limited. Okay. Also, short supply. Uh, oh, so, man. we have Sahara Bermuda. Oh, that's a good one. Um, of course, they don't really say it real big on it anymore, but it's, it's uh, if you look in what, what it is, it is Sahara Bermuda, which is what, one of two good varieties for here. Okay. And then we always try to carry a little bit of fescue for those people that are in the shade that can't grow anything else and are desperate. Uh, I believe I have both now. Very cool. <laughs> All right, we've got to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. You're listening to Millburgers Garden you in South Texas this? with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Golf, South Texas on 9.30 a.m. Take a second to talk to you about Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, and I'm willing to bet with all this moisture, mosquitoes are buzzing around. Well, learn from Spider-Man's into, learn about Spider-Man's into-care mosquito trapping system. Spider-Man brought this to San Antonio, and people absolutely love it. It's, uh, uh, you're not talking about fog, and you're not talking about that, but it's a great system that seems to work. Millburger uses it. Uh, here at the nursery, and uh, we uh, you've heard of Disney World using it, and it's a great way to uh, kind of be a people pet friendly way to, to get rid of mosquitoes. But learn more by going to the website, GoSpiderManPest.com, GoSpiderManPest.com, or you can just call them, 210 656 3721, and ask them about it. 210 656 3721. But Spider Man Pest Control can take care of all your different pest problems from roaches to rodents to mosquitoes you can get it you can get it oh you got it all right uh, give them a call uh 210-656-3721 and we found out last week that they also do ball moss removal is that right yep does it shoot it off like i used to i don't know we'll have to ask warren all right 210-308-8867 is our number 210-308-8867 let's see we got uh, Jerry on the line with a question. Hi, Jerry. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer. Hello there. Hello uh, there. We planted a burr oak about a month ago, and I went and checked it this morning, and it's just standing in water. 
Uh-oh. Is that going to kill it? Is it going to well, drown it? <laughs> How many days has it been standing in water? Or do you know? I don't know. I don't know. I just went and I went and checked the yard. That's the first day it hasn't really been raining. <laughs> so I went out there to pull some weeds, and I noticed the tree has about, I guess, four inches. So I got a pot, and I scooped out as much as I could, but there's still water down there. It just kind of big keeps, is the tr- How big is the tree? Uh, about five foot. Did you plant and, it? Yes, we planted it. We bought it from Fanix. It was in a oh, five-gallon okay. pot. Okay. And what side of town are you on? Southeast. Southside? Yeah, southeast. Okay. So you're in kind of a you're in kind of a clay soil, aren't you? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, that's not good, but uh, I didn't think so. <laughs> since it's a recently planted tree, I don't think uh, you'll have a problem. When did you saw? Okay. When did you go out to look at it? Uh, about this an morning? hour ago. Okay. Well, we've had some pretty heavy rains the last couple yeah. of days, and they're going to have some yeah, pretty heavy rains yesterday. this week. Yeah. Uh, oh no. Yeah, more. More more rains this week. I don't think you need to worry about it. Hey, has it leafed? It hasn't leafed out yet, has it? Yes, it did. It it didn't have any. Well, it was just budding out when we yeah. brought it home and planted it, and now it's got nice leaves on top. Okay, so it's got it's got leaves on the tree, right? Yes, yes, it does. Okay, yes, and it's not uh, it's about as big around as a nickel. It's not very not very big. Oh, my husband said a a quarter. It's that big around. (laughs) Okay, ostentatious. I I I don't (laughs) think I would worry about it. Now you left. uh, Left a little bit of the root ball above the uh, above the soil line, didn't you? I mean, you didn't bury it too deep. I don't think he said he planted it. It said two inches from the top of your ground. Okay, that's good. So That'll unless work. it maybe sunk in all that yeah. rain. Yeah, I I don't think you're gonna have a problem with it. I'm pretty yeah. sure you know. It's one of those that's weight a, that's, things. That's a great tree. That's a good tree. Yeah, that's why we bought it, planted it, because we've got one in the back, and it's just it's just huge and beautiful. And those oh, huge really? trees. That, yeah. So Does we it knew have it the was, big uh, acorns on it? Yeah, first time it had those on it, and I said, what in the world is that? Yeah. <laughs> If your husband's a golfer, that's how you get rid of them. Wait a minute. Well, you can also leave a pile by the front door, and if anybody harasses you, throw those acorns. Okay, just, I, I, like I said. With no, the, with no, Milton, she doesn't need a pet squirrel. Uh, I thought maybe that would help. The recent rain in your heavy clay soil, I don't think it's going to be a problem. Okay. okay. What about right. the next 10 days, Jerry? No. Yes. The next 10 <laughs> days. Right. Yeah. Should we try to dig a trench and drain that soil? 
But is it just newly planted? Yeah, it's just recently. About a month ago. Oh, yeah, I'm with Jerry. I think it's a smaller tree. I think. Yeah. I don't. I I think the rain is kind of going to be in little spurts and not. Oh, good. Huge drowning kind of rain. Yeah, she, and she's okay. got that heavy clay soil over there, which drains slowly. Okay, okay. okay. keep the faith. All right, thank you. And one thing, one thing to remember: don't go out looking in your yard after the rain. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I got to see how how many weeds have popped up. <laughs> okay, okay. Thanks for calling. Uh-huh. Thank you. Take care. 210-308-8867. Calvin, you had a question off the air. Someone asking you about pollinators? Or, no, uh, they were. Uh, oh, yeah. Flowers for, uh, for butterflies? <laughs> I didn't a, understand their butterfly problem. Well, it was kind of a different. Uh, they were trying to uh, uh, save a butterfly that was on its last legs. Oh, okay. It wasn't having trouble flying and everything, so they were looking for some quick pollinators. I sent her over here. Jerry must yeah. have talked uh, to him. Yeah. So and, I, uh, obviously, butterfly weed, but it's not blooming. So uh, what, did you, what did you tell them? Well, I told, I told, listed the ones that they were blooming, misflower and butterfly weed. But I said, what is blooming? Some of these lantanas. And then fi- there's find some zinnias out there. Mm-hmm. And there are some zinnias. I saw some how, in a wagon. How did I know it was going to hit a zinnia? Uh, <laughs> always does. Yeah, they're, they're, you know, zinnias are in that same league with uh, uh, milkweed and uh, mistflower in terms of uh, attractive for uh, nectar. So, <laughs> and they're red and they're constant. They're in bloom and they stay in bloom. So you got a source even for a survival of a. Monarch on the way down. I would have told her to bring the butterfly into the show, <clears throat> and I would whisper to her. Hmm. That would have been the last thing. That would have been the, the straw. Well, that, it would still walk around. The, the straw that broke the butterfly's <laughs> back would have been. <laughs> but you didn't. Uh, you didn't tell her cow pea daisies or cow something daisies uh, or. <laughs> What was Joe recommending? I don't know. I don't. It's one of. It was one of the daisies. Yeah. <laughs> but it, uh, I don't know. The it's exi- the pollinator of the year. One, one. No, well, it's a unofficial pollinator <laughs> of the year. Oh. Did she get? Did the butterfly get hurt some way? Or I did not uh, go uh, into that. Go into the history of the butterfly. But you know, tip, typically, uh, you know those long migration routes that that monarchs go on. You you always got a few that are stragglers. Oh, yep. Wounded and having trouble with the, they get caught in the wind. They hit a windshield along the way. Wow, how's our certified butterfly garden doing? Overgrown. Oh no, okay. Well, Butterflies like that. We'll have uh, to fix that after this rain. Leaves. Oh yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> what what is that word uh, when you uh, kill the butterfly? Youth youth and butterfly. Euthanasia, but butterfly. Yeah, euthan- yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is when it's a butterfly. <laughs> Youth and butterfly. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Well, you're the doctor here. Yeah, yeah. But, but anyway. 210 210-308-8867. 210-308. Well, they want to help it. 210-308-8867. Bringing it into Jerry will not help it. <laughs> it will. I, I picture it pinned to a piece of cardboard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's next for the poor butterfly. Crucified. I, I always think about uh, D. Emery, you know, we talked about before. 
on the show. She used to work at a, uh, I don't guess it was a vet clinic, but it was something that somewhere that people would bring injured birds, uh, butterflies, uh, anything in. Sanctuary. Yeah, sanctuary. And she would nurse them back to health and revive them. And she was telling me about uh, hummingbirds. When the hum- hummingbird has a young, if we have a windy day or something. Oh, no. Sometimes the little ones will get blown out of the ner- nest. And so they would bl- bring them to uh, D or to that clinic. And the D would spend days and hours nursing those baby hummingbirds back to health. Oh, and uh, they lived. I mean, she'd have to feed them like a baby. Probably about every 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. like a baby. Worse, and, worse than a baby. Uh, and, <laughs> and she did it. Uh, they did it. But uh, some people uh, can't imagine setting my alarm every 10 minutes. I got to go feed them. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they must have been large enough. to. You wear. watch TV, and every well, time they, there's a commercial, you... Huh? You feed the bird. Just don't put it on the movie channel. Well, what if you? No, you're still. Yeah, yeah or on the NPR, you know. Oh, no. That's 20 minutes. They have breaks. So you're still, I don't know. Hey, Robert is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, Robert. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing? Robert, are you there? Robert. Robert, we can't hear you. Can you, you hear me, Robert? Can you hear me now? Are you there? There can you we hear go. Me now, we, we got you, Robert. Hello, Robert. We, we, can, can, hear hear, we can hear you now. Can you hear okay. me, Robert? Stop it. Robert yeah. hears you. Yes, sir, Dr. Parson. We can hear you loud and clear, as always. All right. <laughs> Just loud. <laughs> yes. Hey. Hey. What's up? Um, What's good? Uh, propagating sagos from seed, is there any purpose of a grow light until they've sprouted? No. Okay. The grow, the grow light would help after they've sprouted. If you're gonna still keep them in the green and in indoors. But what about a heat source? Bottom heat. They're on a propagating mat. Well, bottom heat might increase their uh, sprouting ability, uh, speed. Now, does anybody propagate them that way? I, I always think of them being propagated as those pups. Yeah. They're so easy to grow. Have pups grow. Yeah, but this well, guy is retired and in good health. No. Here's the I had eight pups that I harvested last summer. Okay. They were on the patio, semi-protected, and I did not have enough extension cord to plug their heat source into the generator during the freeze. So I I do have it's interesting. Last week I haven't cleaned these pots out yet. I had these the, the pups since July in pots, and they all died in the freeze have not watered them, have not moved them off the corner of the back patio. One of them sprouted uh, within the last week. Huh. It's got prawns about 10 inches tall. So it must so not three have froze back to the root system. Yeah, three months of no water, no direct sunlight. Yeah. And one of them actually survived. I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, that's tough. That's interesting. Well, that's... Yeah, but I did... I. I found some seeds at a friend's house, and I thought, well, what the heck? Let's let's plant them. We've got nothing but time on our hands. 
There you go. I know they take a long time. Yeah, they do. How old are you? Um, <laughs> I'll be 60 this year, so I think oh, I have enough you, time. You ain't got time. Well, keep them away from your pups and your kittens. <laughs> well, I have of neither pups, right now, so you would be you would be better off going table. to your friend's house and cut, digging up a pup than you would be trying to do the seed. Well, no, oh, he okay. he had his chance. He had eight pups. Oh, and he left the friends. Well, I'll have get more. Them. My daughter, my daughter actually has a few segos that are coming back, and they propagate. They they seem right. to be. I don't know if very fertile is the correct term, but. They generate a lot of pups every year, it seems. <laughs> yeah. So know, this was more of a They're curiosity. They're happy cycads. <laughs> I Pardon noticed. They were? Oh, I, I said they're happy cycads. <laughs> yes, Trace. They, they're happy very side. happy. Yes. I noticed this uh, big uh, single palm that you got as I was walking yes, out sir. the parking lot. Uh-huh. It's in a huge container. Yeah, it's like 200 gallons. It's huge. It's 200 gallons. And it's got lots of uh, pups. A lot of plants coming up from yes, the sir. bottom. Do you have security amazing what on cold that? Does. Christ, do you have okay. security cameras on that container? Actually, actually, I do. Uh, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't intentional, I'll, but it's the. It's I'll wear a black. It. I'll wear a black and a mask, but that's okay. <laughs> we have infrared. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, okay. Not to mention well, 200 thanks. gallons. You'd have to bring 20 of your buddies to be able to yeah, pick it up. Yeah, that thing is big. Thanks, Robert. Sagos are always so heavy. Yeah, they're heavy. That's a big one. Was that in a greenhouse? No. It was? No. Oh, okay. It doesn't we, did, we, did, we did cover it. Oh, okay. But that's it doesn't, all we, that's it all doesn't have is. any dead fronds on it. Well, I used, looked at it used to. Oh. Thank you, Robert. All right, we move to Bill now on the Hi, line. Robert. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey, Bill, good afternoon to you. It's pretty. Well, sun's yeah, come out. Afternoon. I think the weatherman's wrong. Yeah, I think the weatherman's wrong, too. It's supposed to be well, pouring at the rain o'clock. has moved off to the east, uh, looking at the uh, radar, but uh, oh, there'll okay. be more tonight or tomorrow, so uh, okay. we can't have too much rain in South Texas. <laughs> Unless you're trying to collect blue bonnet seeds. No. <laughs> Always I'm sorry, Jerry. <laughs> He's a half glass empty. Yeah. All the time. Every silver lining has a cloud behind it. <laughs> What's going on, Bill? How can we help you? Well, I've been uh, to several nurseries, uh, Milburgers twice, just because I was driving by. I'm looking for asparagus fern, and it seems to be very uh, elusive. And I was wondering, is there asparagus fern blight, or does it come from a place that froze, or what's the uh, what's the? Uh... I don't. I I don't think. I, well, I imagine asparagus fern going outside. Uh... No growing operation has any. No. Man. <laughs> what? That that's something. Did they, Fox, free, did they all no, free? no fern. I haven't been able to get a. So the, I'm having to go through wholesalers to get what I'm getting because they're bringing some piecemeal out of other states. Huh. So the last, I'll give you an example. Foxtail fern, same family. Uh, the last 200 I got, I had to buy from a wholesaler who brought them in from Louisiana. Oh Lord. Uh, asparagus fern's even worse. The only one I can find, and I, I'm tempted to bring it. I'm not sure I am. It was from California. Uh-oh. So a five-gallon pot's going to be like 50 bucks. Oh, Lord. 
But did they freeze back, or did I, people just quit growing them? Or? I'm going to assume that they didn't have them in houses, and yeah. I'm going to assume that they either froze back or froze dead. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, what Bill. What kind of time frames are we talking about in terms of having these come onto the market again in, the, in a reasonable price range? So I wish I could answer that. There's, <laughs> there's no crystal ball. Every plant's going to have a different... Uh, different ability to to rebound and where where they where can they find starts and then they have to grow it for a while then they have to to propagate it so that they have their next crop and so <laughs> so on and so forth so some things it's going to be quickly like annuals were quick if they lost their annuals they've already pretty much recovered from from that but from if, Zaid, they, yeah. if they lost their perennials you know, it might be a couple of years before things get better hmm. things like mountain laurels it might be five or six years before things oh, get better yeah. is that is it worth it to put, go on the list here at millburgers because you're 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 talking about it's always worth it but it's always best to keep calling too because uh I mean, we we make the effort to call people when we get stuff in but sometimes it never makes it off of the truck yeah. Um, <laughs> before, before anybody else sees it. You know, uh, that's pull, what I was we, thinking. We pull the yeah. rack off, we set it down, and half of it's gone before we even get a chance to put it away. You ought to have night deliveries you. only. You're going to work at night and check them in? Yeah, right. Okay, all right. <laughs> Flashlight. Question, yeah. What was your question, Bill? Uh, the other question is, if it's two years, and when you're 83, you start to think about two years and another <laughs> uh, thought uh, process, uh, what might be a suggestion for an alternative? Buy, buy big and for cut it up because they buy, don't require a lot of water. Well, I would I would be buying I would, if you like that plant, then you ought to wait for that plant. But any size you find, even a big one, buy it and split it. Yeah, cut it. Then, then it won't hurt your your wallet as bad if you get two plants or three plants out of that fifty dollar plant. Yeah, make make a root cut root division. That's the way they propagated. Yes, I think. Yeah, from root division. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Well, why don't you all buy some fifty-dollar plants and break them up, and uh, let's get started. I, 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 don't, I don't have time for that. That's, that's why I'm probably bringing in these from California. Uh, still, still projected. And Bill, if you want to uh, be on the wish list, and it's four nine seven two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero, and they'll put you on the wish list. Thank you so much, gentlemen, and uh, have a great uh, weekend. You too. All right, we need to take a break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 a.m., The Answer. South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Al's still back there enjoying playing some birthday music for April. Is it for April birthdays, Al? Because we're in May. Um, okay, well, we'll check. But uh, the Bristol Stomp with Arnie Satin's birthday. All right, talk to you about Wild Birds Unlimited. You know the what. The what is clear. Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military, and Hebner Road has uh, all the supplies that you need all the uh, feeds that you need, all the different uh, books that you need, binoculars, uh, home stuff uh, that you need to bring nature to your yard and enjoy it. Sparrow houses. Books as well. Yep. What's that? Sparrow houses. We, we, they may have sparrow houses. We don't know. They may be sold out by now. <laughs> but um, here's the why. 
because when you go to Wild Birds Unlimited, they're open today at Northwest Military and Hebner Road. You're going to be going to a place that truly uh, is going to help you solve problems, remember you, uh, develop a relationship with you, you know, so when you come in, they know your situation. Hey, how's that situation going with hummingbirds? Did you get any? Uh, and uh, Or help you out to the car because you got uh, feed. It's really the old-fashioned experience of, of shopping at some place. Uh, at the Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military and Hebner Road. Everything that you need to bring nature to your yard, including the knowledge, uh, to make it happen. Wild Birds Unlimited, go talk to Kyle or Bill or anybody over there. At Northwest Military and Hebner Road, the phone number is uh, easy to remember, too, if you uh, don't remember where it is, 479-BIRD, 479-B-I-R-D for Wild Birds Unlimited. What is that number, wise? What is that what? The number of bird. Why do you care? Because I, I, I get upset when I have to find the letters. I don't know. It's, that means it's... Uh, Four seven nine two four. Doesn't, doesn't make him upset for Milton to have to find no two four seven three twenty four seventy three. For those of us who uh, yeah, now, do you remember that, probably, or do you remember Bird? Probably. <laughs> okay, Wade uh, is on the line at two one oh, Wade. Oh, sorry. Okay. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey there, Wade. What's going on? Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Hi, I'm just looking for some uh, help finding the needle palm. I can't seem to find it, and when I do, it's like $400 for a five-gallon. What kind of palm? Needle, needle palm. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a that would have been good if Trace had stayed up with us for a little while. If he could have, that would have been helpful. But yeah, you call the nursery at four seven nine three seven six zero and just ask them kind of what the scoop is. They're gonna the be expensive. Is, I mean. Uh, it's zoned for the area, but the gentleman acted like he didn't know what it even was. Hmm. Who? Well, and ask for Trace, and but yeah, I don't know. I don't. Are I, y'all familiar with needle palm? No, I'm not. Oh, you're not. <laughs> okay. But well, is there another name for needle palm? Well, it's not canary date palm. A lot of people think it is, but it's not. It actually okay. looks like hypodermic needles at the base of the plant. Huh. I don't know. And it, I have one in the backyard that has produced other babies, and it acted like it didn't even know what snow was. I didn't even lose one leaf, one branch. Oh, that's good. Uh, that's not a recommended palm. For we, will, we will, we uh, will, when Trace comes back, we'll, we'll bring it up uh, and Needle see if we palm. can have a little discussion. Yeah. See if he uh, see if he knows what it is. Or, Thanks, Wade. Okay, okay Wade. But sorry. if you check, if you check, it is zoned for the area. Huh. Okay. I'm not sure. So we'll I do some more research. Your conversation time today. Thank you very much. Thanks, God man. Bless you all. all right. You too. Two one zero three zero eight 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 sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I had to. Oh, but I didn't get in about the. Uh, the birds, birds place. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They have a neat newsletter mm-hmm. that I get, and uh, they they always have a uh, video attached. A great video of birds doing doing that. Cool. Thing. And uh, I think this I just got one uh, this week, and uh, uh, I think they were talking about bluebirds. Uh, they had a bluebird. 
image on there. But uh, yeah, they're they're weekly and they're well done. And uh, uh, you might want to. I guess I guess you sign up over at uh, over at their uh, on on their website. Do they have a website? Yeah. Um, Wild birds. You do you just Google Wild Birds Unlimited even near Northwest Military. Okay. But anyway, uh, that's probably the easiest I'd, way to do. I thought I'd mention that. Uh, All right. 210 308 8867. 210 308 8867. Huh? I, I had to laugh out loud at uh, Neil Sparrow's newsletter because he talked about uh, how to get grass to grow in the shade. And if we've had this question once, we've had it a thousand times. And, and I think. Uh, I think Neil just got fed up with it. Uh-oh. He says, that's the question I'm asked the most often, how to get grass to grow in the shade. Really? <laughs> I see so many people trying St. Augustine beneath large trees time after time, muttering as they do, I'll water it more so it can compete. Or maybe... Or maybe it needs more fertilizer. The trees must be using up all the nutrients. See, now that's wrong because the <laughs> the tr- the nutri- the uh, trees roots that are taking up most of the nutrients is out uh, at the drip line of the tr- of the tree. <laughs> he says. Uh, Say, sometimes my friend even asked me to stop by. There they are, looking me square in the eye, saying, I'm sure it has enough sunlight. Mm. Now, when they say that, when people say that, they don't have enough sunlight. For tomatoes or or anything else. Uh, I used to laugh and tell uh, tell people at my meetings, when I, when I asked, they say they're tomatoes, they're using ripe varieties and everything else, and the tomatoes still don't yield tomatoes. And I always ask them, uh, are they in enough sun? Do they have enough sun? And if they hesitate, they hesitate for a second, that means they're in, they you don't have enough answer? sun. Said. <laughs> Anyway, his friend said, I'm sure they have enough sunlight. And then when I look at the setting, it's obvious the grass is starving for sun. We asked Trace. St. August. Yeah, we got about a minute. Hang on. What's, what, what, you know what a needle, pine, needle uh, palm. palm is? I've got a picture of one. Could I spot it and say that's what it is? No, but I've got a palm chart okay, over there. Okay, we had somebody call. And we, They're trying to buy it. We yeah. didn't know what. I didn't know what it was. Uh, My assumption is it doesn't take cold well. He no. says it does. Yeah. He says that his his survived the freeze, and that's and he's wondering why we don't have more of it in the area. S- says online it's uh, Mississippi, Alabama area, stuff like that. Anyway, all right, we got to take a break. While we do, give us a call 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free outside of San Antonio, 866-308-8867. And I think we've got a thing for Johnson City Fix. So, Joe, give us a call. 
Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. You give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Let's see if we can help you out. Or come on by. It's a beautiful day here. Now the sun has sneaked behind the clouds a little bit, so it's not as bright, but it's certainly cool and comfortable with the uh, the breeze that's blowing from the, uh, I guess, blowing from the south. So, all right, 210-308-8867. Yeah, it sounds like on that uh, needle palm that it, uh, who, who mentioned that it might be acid soil? It says uh, Jerry did. So on the uh, Gulf Coast and the... Eastern U.S. Yeah, so. All right. And they don't get, and they grow slowly and they don't get very large. So. Oh. So it's, uh, maybe, maybe it's uh, aesthetically not, not a real uh, showy plant either or do, doesn't fit real well into the typical landscape. Mm. Not sure. Needle palms. Yeah. On the coast in yeah. the southeast. Yeah, Trace was just up here, and he said uh, of the they had them year, many years, several years ago, many years ago. Uh, and this person that called in had bought one, and uh, he looked, and there's no sources of them. Yeah, uh, and that sounds like what he's experiencing. Yeah, all over town. So, uh, all right. I don't. I don't know if he's gonna have any luck. There's got to be a reason. If they're cold-hardy, that they're not being sold in this area. I'm wondering if they're uh, susceptible to uh, alkalinity, alkaline. Yeah, soil. that's what Calvin was thinking too. Yeah. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Yeah, if you didn't, you know, we respond to the public, Milton. Do we? Yeah, when when they have a problem, we take it head on and try to solve it or explain it. This is our show, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Calvin did a good job of explaining the rain lilies. And oh, a, good. In fact, in his article yesterday, there's a full, well, half a page cover isn't that, isn't that strange we <laughs> sometimes we barely get a, a <laughs> photograph in there and then the, this this one is half a page yeah he, he a, should, a black and white rain lily and so uh, he wrote that article specifically for that lady that called in and wanting uh, us to know wanting to know how to get rid of it yeah at which time calvin and i looked at each other why in the hell would you want to get rid of those they are so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and they're easy. You know, I'm, I've never seen a plant, too, that translates its bloom into the seed and the bulb in, in like a week. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's bloomed, it's dropped its blooms, it forms its seed pod, and it's gone. And then next thing you know, you, next can, time it rains, there's more can, bulbs. Yeah, and can grow in solid stone. <laughs> and it really it grows in my yard. It's on a 
I have no soil basically, and it's on a, a slope. And so, well, that even made it because of this dry weather we had. <laughs> it, it made it. There was not much competition there, so yeah, really, uh, <laughs> that, that doesn't take much in terms of soil reservoir, and it's a very attractive plant. Yeah, well, I I live in live in Braun Station and have lived there for forty years now, and uh, one of the first houses built in Braun Station, and. Uh, I, I remember I used to walk in the, in the woods behind the, before they did the development, and that's nothing but solid rock back there. And uh, these rain lilies were all over the place. They were everywhere in that solid rock. Now, as far as transplanting them, oh, hell no. You can't dig them up. I mean, huh, you can dig down a little bit in that solid rock, but the main root of the thing, or whatever you call it, goes down between those rocks. It sometimes works uh, if you have a raised bed, you know, your yeah. garden, they, they re replenish themselves. And so yeah. you can dig them out of the raised bed. Have you dug them up? I, uh, don't they have uh, a very I, deep root? Uh, I've dig, dug them up at... Uh, accidentally when I was weeding, <laughs> weeding the vegetable garden. Uh -huh. yeah. So, but you don't, don't need uh, to, to dig them up if you've got, uh, if you let them Seed, spread. Receive. Yeah. So we couldn't give this lady an answer. We tried to, uh, well, we couldn't, I, I, I couldn't even talk because I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> imagine. You were stunned. Yeah, that's right. I couldn't imagine somebody <laughs> wanting to get rid of them. But that was before the rains. So now, we're going to get lots it, of them now? I imagine they've been blooming their brains out uh, since the rain. And there's a, another one that has uh, doesn't have as uh, showy of a flower. It looks it looks a little bit like a, an onion flower or, a, a, you know, little teeny flowers on the end of a stop. Yeah. It's another rain lily. Oh, okay. It's not a showy, but it usually blooms earlier in the year than the, the white one and also blooms in the fall quite a bit. And if you look carefully, you can find a pink one in, oh, yeah. in the population. Yeah. But I don't know how you'd propagate it unless you save the seed from it. Yeah, and that's easy to do if you, got, if you are ready for the timing. Oh, yeah. Because those uh, seeds are are almost uh, okra size. Yeah, they're black. Yeah, seeds, and they're easy, yeah. easy to collect. But if you wait, if you did, did, did like Milton did on his uh, yeah, peppers, yeah. you, you <laughs> wait two extra days, there's none there. And the neat thing about that is, uh, you know, when we're talking about growing iris and things like that, we talk about leaving the tops of top on till it... Uh, it dries up a little bit before you cut, if you cut it off. These things, it doesn't matter. After that seed drops, or even before that seed drops, you can mow them, mow them flat. Yeah, and there, if you don't mow them, <laughs> they're gone in an extra week. Yeah, so. yeah. It's just amazing. So that anyway, I, ho I hope that lady uh, got a picture, got a copy of yesterday's essay Life. And you can't miss it. It's on E2 and SA Live. And Calvin does a good job of writing, writing that up. 
but he says they, they don't stay in bloom for very long, but they do attract black swallowtails that collect nectar from the flowers. Well, there you go. And it's so early, they, they bloom so early, if the rains come, then uh, you get a good uh, good benefit out of them for the butterfly. It's a way you can have a wildflower without a, an oh, ugly, yeah. ugly period. Yeah, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't plant ours either. But, uh, Milton, are you, did you ever get your uh, uh, oxblood lilies? Mm-mm. we got to keep no. our eyes open. must have played out on you. Yeah. I'll get Greg Grant to send us some. All right. Plants. All right. Maybe. Uh, and then he talked about large furs and blue curl uh, that naturalize and reseed every year. And... Uh, <laughs> My uh, Kevin makes a statement of the of the year right there. He says uh, in his "This Week in the Garden" segment, the inactive St. Augustine zorza or Bermuda grass in your lawn will have reacted to the rains in April, and the grass will need to be mowed several times before the end of the month, which will make it recept, uh, receptive to fertilization. Uh, and that's, that's huh, as I was getting in my uh, automobile to come over this way, uh, I looked down, and lo and behold, my St. Augustine, my floor tam is coming back. Uh-huh. Well, we have a tendency to, to hesitate to recommend people <laughs> fertilize into the summer, but this year, <laughs> I mean, there's no action. Suddenly, there's yeah, all that It's growth. coming now. And uh, and the weather is conducive to the grass growing, uh, so it, it's it's probably a good idea to go ahead and get yourself some 1959 oh, yeah. fertilizer. And that's uh, one of the best ones to use. And uh, <laughs> the uh, you know that that St. Augustine grass was the one I almost slipped and fell on during the snow and ice. Oh. Because it's right out there by my car, where I parked my car, and that that came closer to making me fall than anything else. But then it went away, <laughs> kinda, and now it's coming back with a vigor. Well, we just if if you need to fall down, uh, let um, Milton send you on an assignment and uh, oh, like like a, oh. Actually, it was me running, yeah, and running being yeah. careless. And, and of, right. course, of course, I picked to fall down and slide in front of a yeah. group of people. Uh, <laughs> nice. Are you for, still alive? You know? He was going for the sympathy one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, James is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, James. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Hey, before I ask my question on Bermuda grass seed, sowing seed, um, I just caught in on a tell. Were you looking for some oxblood lily bulbs? Yeah. Okay. Well, I found some year, several years ago from a gardening website. Uh, a guy out of Austin, he sent me some. He got them from an old homestead, he said, somewhere east of Austin. I don't remember where. But when I buy something like that, I always save the receipt or invoice and stick it in my original version of Neil Sperry's book that I bought way back. 
So I'll look when I get back to the house. Um, I believe I called, and I noticed some plan answers. Just read it the other day. Greg Grant had written this a while back, I guess. He said they never need to be divided. Is that correct? Well, (laughs) no. But they... uh, (laughs) There's an advantage to dividing them because they fill in so fast. Oh, yeah. Milton yeah, used I to have a big. Well, I didn't have a lot of them. I had yeah. a couple. and then, then yeah, we, But you then had a moved. nice patch. Yeah. They're not, they're not okay. out like iris where they need to be divided. They don't seem to be. Two small patches from when I bought these. Planting one near mesquite in the front and just one out in the open in the back. And, uh. I believe when I called before, you said to divide those. I, I want to divide them. I never have, so I can expand them or give some away. And that was my point. I could maybe get some to Milton. Is it in July, if I remember correctly, when you yeah, dig yeah, and you divide re- those? Yeah, you have to remember where they are <laughs> because the top I know where they are. die and go I, away. I, yeah, I know but where they the, are. The best, way, yeah. best time to dig them is in July before they begin to sprout. In uh, okay, in August, September. Well, thank you, James. Uh, okay, so di- okay, so I'll dig them in July if I remember. Trick is remembering because they're not in bloom then. Uh, right. Of course. Okay. My second question is: I found a bag I bought last spring, a uh, common Bermuda or a Bermuda at the big box store. It was called a Texas Mix or something. I don't have it in front of me. And I think it said it was, it, it was mainly Sahara or something like that. Yeah, Sahara. that's good. That's a okay, good so my question is, with these past rains and these rains coming up, if they materialize, I don't want the seed to wash away. Is that going to be an issue if I just uh, broadcast it with the spreader? Or should I wait till the know. rain's over? Or should I wait yeah, till the gotta rain's be, over? It's got to be a pretty serious, heavy rain to, to flow away. Yeah, sometimes sometimes okay. it'll kind of wash the seed together in uh, streams. Yeah, you'll get uh... bunch it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen right. that. Yeah, I've seen that. And and where I want to plant it, it's got a slight slope to it. I yeah. think I'm going to go ahead and broadcast it out, I guess, and let it get watered in, and just see what well, happens. This, I gotta... yeah, this is the yeah. this is the time of the year when it will germinate in three or four days sometimes. Mm. So right, yeah, and this is a perfect okay. time to get it in with that uh, all that water that's forecast, the rains that are forecast, and there don't okay, seem so to be heavy rains. Okay, perfect. So you're saying just do it now before the rain uh, today? Yeah, I'd do it. Yeah. Okay. Because it's got it's got that it's got the sure. moisture in the soil that Jerry always talks about. Yeah. And then it's got uh, okay. we're going to get some added moisture too. Yeah. Do I have to press it into the? I got sand. Do I have to press it in, or can I just broadcast it and let it do its thing? Well, you're gonna need to broadcast it. Are you gonna mix it with something to? Because the seed's very small. Uh, yeah, uh, no, like, it's real small. Yeah, I don't like have I, anything to mix it with right now. Today, I'm just gonna have. What to about cornmeal? Don't you have cornmeal? Uh, you know what? I do have <laughs> a bag of cornmeal. Hey, I got there you go. What, will a, that work? A, yes, sir. Niels Ferry recommended okay. it in his newsletter. No, it's okay. in the paper. Yeah. I I do have a big bag of cornmeal. Uh, if it's still that, good, that is, might have some. That is, that is something that cornmeal is good for, Dre, rather than why I you didn't. bought the bag. 
I did not. Yeah, you, you probably know why I bought it. <laughs> anyway, okay. So mix it, mix it with the cornmeal and use it with the with the spreader. Is what right. you're saying. You can do that. Okay. All right. All I got right. something to Thanks do this afternoon. Me. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thanks, sir. All right. Talk to you soon. All right, 210-308-8867. You'll be so proud of you. Yeah. Although, <laughs> it's going to be hard now to, to, to criticize him for uh, re- recommending that. He, I didn't think it was a good idea, but James uh, well, went ahead and used it. Yeah, all these people that uh, believe in cornmeal, they've got cornmeal. So why not use it other than for cooking? All right, bacon. 210-308-8867. Let's take a quick break while we got a chance. 210-308-8867. We've got more of Mil- Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, our phone number 210 8867-210-308-8867. And Pam is on the line. Hey there, Pam. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? Good, good. How can we help you? Can you hear me okay? Yes, yeah. ma'am. We got you. Loud and clear. Okay, good. Yes, I have about eight oleander bushes that I've tried to kill twice. <laughs> um, and... I've put them to the ground and put um, some color on them, and they they come back. Do you have any other suggestions? You put cut vine and stump killer on them immediately after you cut cut them up top, right? You know, I didn't do it, and I think maybe there was some time in between. You have to do it yeah, immediately. Yes, ma'am. Because uh, okay. in other words, you you make the cut. And immediately put the cut vine and stump killer uh, liquid on that. On that, on that okay. cut. On that cut, and it takes it into the plant, uh, and it, okay. it gets into the system of the plant, and it'll kill them. Uh, oleander, okay. oleander is probably one of the toughest ones to take care of. Now you want to make sure you're cutting into new wood. If you're cutting into oh. the wood that's already died, that's not going to help yeah. because it's not uh, translocating uh, nutrients. Okay. okay. So okay. if you put it on the dead branches, that's not going to work. Right. Okay, well, we'll try it a third time and see what happens. Okay, yeah, and it's, it's got that little brush in there, so they yeah. just, just brush right. it on that I cut. Did- Okay. And it generally well, works pretty well. Did it, did it freeze to the ground, you old Anders? I had already cut them to the ground, and I thought the freeze would have finished them off, but it didn't. Oh, that's why the cut vine stump killer didn't work, too. Yeah. Because that this injury, those cells there were mm-hmm. are not functioning, just like Jerry said. So you were trying okay. to get rid of the old Anders, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So if you cut yeah. that new growth, yeah, they sprout out some okay. new growth. Yeah. All right. okay. Good luck. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, you bet. Bye. All right, 210-308-8867. All the lines are open, so give us a call, 210-308-8867. Calvin makes another good uh, statement in his 
this week in the garden in the express yesterday. His last hint, his last tip for this week in the garden is Bermuda grass that is invading flower gardens and shrub borders can be controlled by contact herbicide for grassy weeds such as fusillade and grass be gone and will not hurt it will not kill anything but grass okay so if you've got uh, uh if you've got shrubs in there and you've got uh even flowers in there yeah the first time i used it on my old mama's flower flower bed of pad of uh, petunias she about had a fit Works in rose beds. Yeah, yeah rose beds especially. Yeah. Now, the reason I'm mentioning this is because Bermuda grass is going to be the first one you see up and running. And it is running, <laughs> man. With that rain, I mean, it's going like three yeah. foot, three foot a, a week. <laughs> so you want to spray that on the runners, on the green foliage. Don't cut them back. Uh, let the foliage grow and uh, spray and, it on the runner. And what will happen is it will stop growing yeah. almost immediately. Right. You know, follow the label instructions, mm-hmm. and then it will uh, eventually kill it. Now, help me, Jerry. I was trying to remember there's there's about six or seven <laughs> different names of Well, the, they used to have one called Over the Top, Yeah. and I don't think right. we sell that anymore. Yeah, so all I could remember is Fusillade Grass Be Gone. Then there's one, there's one that we, we used to use on our those uh, uh, butterfly garden projects all the time, and I can't uh, think of what that one was. I can't either. <laughs> uh, Milton, can you think of any of those uh, contact herbicides for grassy weeds? Mm-mm. I'm <laughs> out. This brings up a letter that I got yesterday. That, oh, you, you old people? Is it yeah, old? yeah. It says, <laughs> it's from uh, Patricia Hall. And uh, the message was, it was to the nursery. It says, uh, <laughs> I think I messaged unfavorably in the past and wish to take that back where whatever it was I said. <laughs> I also, I so enjoy tuning in the show each week. Dr. Parsons is absolutely hilarious. Hear that message? Absolutely. Uh, and when he, ca- when he can't recall, the team steps in, which just that, which just that happened. That's what is a fantastic team. Oh, that was nice. But uh, <laughs> that was nice. I appreciate her. And I forgive her for all the unfavorable things that she mentioned. Okay. Even though we can't remember. What yeah, we better find out what she said about yeah. it. <laughs> well, yeah. We still forgive her. All right. Hey, we have uh, Shirley on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, Shirley, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Milton? Good, Shirley. What's going on? Um, I need to ask the guys about my... Verbenas. Um, I have the perennial kind, and they just have quit blooming, and um, I don't think they're quite as healthy looking as they should be. And I don't, I don't know what to do with them. What happens to verbenas that I need uh, to take? There, did you say lobelia or no, verbena? Verbena. 
verbena. Oh, yeah. verbena. Yeah. Verbena. Well, yeah. some of them uh, annual. Some of them are kind of at the end of their bloom of uh, the the, the oh, really? wildflower verbena. <laughs> But I, I don't know. Uh, I thought they would bloom all summer. You know? Well, now, uh, this is just a common verbena that you get in a nursery, right? Yes, I got them at Millburgers, but they're the, okay. the perennials, not the annuals. Those big tall ones? Are they purple? I've got some purple ones and a red one and some variegated pink ones. Okay. Uh, they, one, ver, one ver, verbena do cycle through. Did they bloom when you first they planted did. them? They did. Okay. They did. And then, yes. the, then they, they quit blooming. Yeah. yeah. That's They're a cycle. Quit blooming stage. That's a cycle. Uh, okay. All right. So and, just uh, deadhead uh, them and fertilize them. Yeah. If you if you got enough plant there, a big enough plant, uh, you can give them a light trimming. With a okay. with a flexible string trimmer, because if you oh, look really? if you look closely, uh, where those blooms were, a lot of them will set seeds. Oh, uh, on okay. on a very yeah. on a little like a spur like uh, structure, which is a, right. has right. seed in it. Right. And, okay. uh, but uh, they'll they'll cycle back through. Do they need a lot bloom, of fertilizer? Bloom at least this fall. Well, oh, yeah, okay. they bloom in the summer. Should bloom in the summer. Well, I, we I thought they would bloom all summer. You know. Yeah, we but, didn't. Uh, we didn't have. <laughs> unfortunately, I think uh, the bloomingest one that we made a Texas superstar was Blue Shade. Blue Shade. No. Blue, Blue, Blue Princess. Blue Princess. Blue Princess. Blue Princess that one well, had a uh, real long bloom season. Yeah, it did. Is, was but, it, uh, is it blue or is it purple? Ma'am? Is you're a little hard to hear. It, yeah, it's it, blue. It, okay, it's blue. It's, a, it's the same color of that verbena that you see out on the highways. Oh, okay. Okay. Got you it. know, uh, it's okay. a, as a wild verbena. That write up right. that write ups on uh, plantanswers.com on the blue uh, blue princess verbena. Okay. Um, but uh, also, you need to. Uh, are you fertilizing them at all? I have, but I I can do it again today. I'll, okay, I'll do it again today. Fertilize. Okay. Them. All right. I have oh. two celebrity tomatoes. All right. And. And they they have quit putting on blooms and setting fruits. What's wrong with Are them? Are they in the shade? That silence tells me that they are in the shade. But she's still silent. I think she hung up. I don't know. We may have no, lost her. I'm, oh, oh. I'm here. <laughs> I'm <laughs> okay, so are I'm they here. in the shade? Partly. Oh, Partly. no. That's it. Hang That's up it? on okay. them. Rather. We're not hanging up on uh, them. Explain <laughs> what the problem is. Tomatoes will not set fruit and mature fruit unless they're uh, six to eight hours, preferably eight to ten, of direct sunbathing sun. They get about six. 
Yeah. They get about six is all. On, on the low so, end. Well, you still yeah, you still got. Uh, I, I don't think anybody's large tomatoes are ripening at this point. No, she's talking about setting fruit. Oh, that's right. oh, you mean oh? That's not right. Set fruit. Yeah, that's right. They're not, oh. they're, but even celebrities. Well, I don't, I don't they, know. They have a lot of tomatoes in the lower half. It's just okay. Good. Lately. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. All right. That could be. What kind of trees are shading them? Oh, oak trees. You know. Um, the, is it pecans? No, she, I think she said oak. No. Yeah. No, oak. 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 And I, I don't have any place in my yard that is sunny all day. We got. There you go. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Now, you well, might okay. want to try. <laughs> you might want to try. I'm not going to say it's going to be more successful. Some of the cherry tomatoes we've been talking about, like the uh, okay. orange, the uh, cra- pr- Ruby Crush, crush. Ruby uh, Crush, and uh, 938. 968. Okay. Because they're, they're both, in a lot of gardens, they've started to ripen right yeah. this week. Oh. And, uh, oh, and well, a, lot of, a lot of people that have shade from pecans or something else will uh, grow a tomato large enough to have set fruit before the leaf full leaf canopies on the tree oh okay okay all right well um calvin i've got lots of zinnias in my flower bed and i all right man pull it take her out have you got have you got uh, butterflies yet monarchs any butterflies, but no, I've got the little. They don't come to I think me. they're called profusion little ones. Oh, the okay. That yeah, that's Trace's favorite. They're tough. <laughs> yeah, that's, They're tougher than the big ones uh, and more drought tolerant. But uh, oh, the but, butterflies like them still. Well, the bugs like them too. So I've been fighting the bugs. So, uh, but anyway, they're beautiful. I love them too. Thanks, Shirley. Thank oh. you. Thank you guys for <laughs> All your right. help. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, Shirley. Owen is on the line, has a couple questions for us at 210-308-8867. Hi, Owen. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. How are you? Good. I have two questions. Earlier you were talking about calcium deficiency and blossom end rot. Would right. That, can, can I put eggshells in uh, garden... Uh, to uh, to correct that problem. Do you have that problem? Uh, no, but I want to know what I can do with all these eggshells. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you can put eggshells in the garden with no problem. Would they don't problem? have they they don't have enough calcium when the shell breaks down to do that much good. But it's a good way to. Compost them or get rid of them. Yeah. Okay, that was. Well, when we were in, if you're from an acid soil area, then they, we make a big uh, give give the eggshells more attention in terms of the compost. <laughs> yeah. Or not, right? Well, for he, and here for a while, I just told, don't bother, yeah. uh, putting them on there. But uh, but now I've kind of changed my mind, and like Jerry says, is may as well. Uh, 
recycle recycle them. <laughs> with, with even they, though, with even though act, the impact is very small. Would the eggshells act as like a DE and slice up little critters I don't want? No, I don't think no. so. No, not, they're not. They're another not thing, another thing that uh, that gets a lot of attention that is a minor impact is uh, coffee grounds. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. I've got lots of that <laughs> as well. Uh, yeah. Uh, Beck, Malcolm used to use them all the time. but uh, And it's supposed to be acidic. Yeah. But our soils are so alkaline and, and buffer. buffered alkaline that uh, little additions like that uh, will not significantly change this. Now they're good for mulch, you know, mulching around. Yeah, it's a nice, nice. Uh, it's yeah. easy to move. And Malcolm also used hair. Do you have a lot of that? I don't. Well, I do, sister. <laughs> sister. Yeah, <laughs> now that, that you have your uh, <laughs> coach pup, uh, there Popovich you here. There you go. Okay, what else, so, Owen? So the egg egg eggshells can go in the mulch. It it wouldn't oh, certainly absolutely. Wouldn't Nothing wrong with the that. Calcium. And, and coffee grounds. Yeah. Uh, you and were coffee. also coffee grounds are actually acidic. That's a good one. You were earlier also talking about uh, buried tree roots from a from a from a dead from a gone tree. Right. Someone told me about using uh, charcoal briquettes and doing a small charcoal barbecue fire on the stump, <laughs> and then it would it will burn internally. It'll burn the roots out. Have you ever heard of that? Yes. To, an, to an extent. It's not going to take the roots. It's going to take out a good chunk of the, the trunk. trunk yeah. But it's and a little the, more involved than that. So if you're going to do it the legal way anyway, <laughs> uh, there's a product that you can drill the holes in the stump. You put it down in there. And then you still have to wait for that wood to become more like a cellulose material. Then you can do the charcoal briquette thing. Okay, the the tree's been gone for about three years now. Okay, so it would the whole process would have been accelerated. This this stump remover stuff is one component in gunpowder. That's why it actually whoa ha, actually halfway works with the charcoal. Do you light it? Well, <laughs> the first step is putting it in so that the wood the wood starts to to uh, become like the like cellulose or like balsa wood. Do y'all sell gunpowder? No, no. I sell one component of gunpowder. Uh. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's a that's a first. So if you'd done that two two or three years ago, then you probably could have burned it out a year ago. Um, but it's got to be in there for a while to get the wood uh, weak enough. I guess is the best to not cause a problem, but still do the charcoal briquette thing. Well, don't they talk about drilling the holes yeah. in the stump and putting ammonium sulfate or some fertilizer in there? Well, they. In the, the whole, in the drilled the, area. This would be the product that's recommended. I know you have lots of recommendations. But <laughs> this one's the one that's recommended for what he's trying to do. With the gunpowder? Well, it's a component of gunpowder. <laughs> Where I would like I find ammonium sulfate? We carry ammonium sulfate, but ammonium sulfate really, like if you're doing a compost pile, that makes sense. Uh, in this case, you're not, so the, the, the correct product is that stump killer. Or stump remover, excuse me, not stump killer. And if you want to make a bomb, you use ammonium nitrate, right? He's Killing not going to find ammonium nitrate. <laughs> That's why they quit selling it. Yeah, that was a good one. Last time I remember seeing that was about 25 years ago. Yeah. 
Wow. Oh, now, does that help you, Owen? To make that answers bone. my questions. Oh. Cool. Thanks, Owen. Very good. Thank you so much. <laughs> Don't give Jerry uh, yeah. a public library card. So uh. He might find some. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's some books on that. There's probably stuff on the Internet, too. So. Oh. I'm, I'm not sure he knows how to use the Internet. No, I don't know. You may not. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867. We're up against a break, and Al's getting nervous up there at the station. Is he? Can you tell? I can tell. I'm getting lots of texts now. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. And I'll come back with a, with a forecast for the rest of the day. Okay. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye There ain't no good guy There ain't no bad guy There's And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. All right, currently 210-308-8867. Currently it's 82 degrees. Okay. Cloud cover, 91%. Does this come from Al? No, this is me. I'm looking at AccuWeather. Uh, visibility 10 miles, cloud ceiling. What would you guess? <laughs> 10 feet. 7,700 feet. Okay. All right. Uh, humidity 68%, uh, and it's a 47% chance of showers. 3 o'clock, it's a 51% chance of showers and 80 degrees. And the chance of rain goes away, actually, through the rest of the evening, according to AccuWeather. That's not 8 o'clock, so it's going to... Well, let's see. Eight it's o'clock. Like nothing now. All the way yeah, down. eight o'clock. It goes up to twenty percent, uh, but it's like nineteen, nineteen, nineteen. Um, well, here's weird. So why didn't they put this forty-seven percent chance? I think on um, at four o'clock. But oh, I guess it's fifty-one percent at uh, three o'clock and forty-seven percent, and then it dra- drops dramatically. So it's a beautiful day. Come out. And yeah, talk. it is a beautiful oh, day. Yeah. There's the sun coming through. That 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 nine percent of uh of sky that's open. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Make sure we don't have anything pending, and we don't. So, yeah, what else is going on? Oh yes, <laughs> uh, I wanted to mention that Calvin uh, finished his article. Uh, let's see, did he mention zinnias in this article? Probably two or three uh, times. I think he he left that out. But anyway, he did mention. <laughs> Vinca, uh, periwinkle, and uh, <laughs> and remind folks the nature of the article. And uh, and the uh, he tells all the good things about Vinca, and I thought he was going to leave out the most important thing about Vinca. Deer resistant. They're deer resistant. They he leave, put they... that in the last sentence. He says, <laughs> in addition to be being tolerant of hot weather and drought. Vinca is not eaten by deer. It, we say we used to say it's never eaten by deer. Most deer. And, and, and uh, well, uh, we put out the call for somebody that had vinca eaten by deer. We only got one call. Yeah. And I'm doubting the. Uh, I think that person had been drinking or something. But anyway, if you got deer which most of us have, a lot of us have. I tell you, did I tell you I got new deer in my back, in my backyard? No, but I'm not surprised. Uh, my, my little dog, he thinks it's the biggest dog he's ever seen. But uh, if you got deer, 
If you've even seen deer in your neighborhood, the only... If you want deer, I'll get you some. <laughs> the only flower, hear me, only flower you can plant that will not be eaten by deer is vinca. Um, so we're going to get a phone call here. Four o'clock. Today, uh, I've never seen me eat. Eat four o'clock? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but that's a vine, isn't it? No, it's a, a clump, clump. I was wondering, I was going to say iris, um, but yeah. the iris, they, they, they ate the foliage in some places <laughs> Sometimes. Some, uh, this year because of, during the drought. But as far as something that you can buy at the nursery? Yeah. And they, in different they, colors? It is the most reliable. <laughs> Very vibrant. In different colors and... Uh, Cheerful colors. Have you still mm-hmm. got those, uh, those the pure white ones and the pure red ones? Those, those are the knockout colors. Yeah, I'm sure them. there's a few. Gosh, get those. You know, I, I don't know if you even saw this earlier. Did you see the other butterfly weed? No, I haven't seen the so other. There's about 40 flats of the orange butterfly weed out there. Really? The, yeah. the, you mean the... The, the native? Uh, I, I don't know whether it's the, the native or the other. It's just the orange one. I think it's uh, tuberosa. Is it it's in the one gallon? No, it's in a four-inch pot. No, I haven't wow, seen it. Wow, that would be efficient to plant. But uh, any, oh, Only $1.99. <laughs> wow. Yeah, in a small container. But, uh, yeah, gosh, I wish I'd known I would have talked about <laughs> well, it. I wanted to tell you before you left because I figured yeah. you'd go buy some. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, but, speaking of folks buying stuff, too, you I realized right after you left that apparently there is some interest in night-blooming jasmine. Did did Hank buy them all up? No, Hank bought two. Oh, okay. Are there uh, still some I, left? I think she's coming tomorrow to pick it up. Oh, remember. okay. <laughs> well, last time I counted, there was 12. One, two, three, four, five. It looks like seven. Okay. And those traditionally hard to get? They are hard to get, and you do see them in older homes. You don't okay. see a lot of them in the newer homes, uh, especially the ones that didn't have air conditioners. Yeah. Because people would plant it on the south side of their house, leave their windows open at night, and let that fragrance uh, permeate through the house. And it was, uh, it's quite an outstanding uh, smell. Cool. And we got how many did you say, you think? Seven. Seven. Okay. So. Ish. You may want to hurry or call the nursery. Peter got these out of Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Neil had a question that I've never heard before. Because I hope my photo is more than a thumbnail so you can see it. It's of my Mexican petunia that I planted because I see it growing at local restaurants where it is thriving. Absolutely. My plant, however, has to be watered twice a day or it will. Is it in a pot or in the ground? (laughs) I guess it's in the ground. It's listed as drought tolerant but able to be grown in wetlands quite a disparity in other words it grow everywhere it also grow as an aquatic plant uh how can that be what can i do to help my plant <laughs> and uh neil warns everybody about uh how the standard uh the large mexican petunia will spread rapidly by seed after a couple of years that uh <laughs> It appears, Neil says he's never heard of this either, it appears looking at your photo that you may not have done extensive bed preparation. 
I've grown it. It'll grow on cement. Yeah, and on and in cement. (laughs) Uh, I see things growing around it that uh, some around it that have been there all spring. Some could even be weeds. And then he talks about rototilling, six to eight inches, working several organ. What in the hell is he talking about? Working several inches of organic material to provide the best possible soil. That plus watering it by hand deeply until it gets established will will be required. It's a great plant if you can keep it from spreading, which you can't. I can. (laughs) But it will need good soil and ample moisture at the outset. Afternoon shade also helps. My my mother-in-law, when she moved to Ohio, blessed <laughs> my wife with this big pot. Uh-oh. So. And it had Mexican petunia. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we went fishing, and my wife saw a pink one bloom natural. There you go. So guess what I had to do? Get a pink one. I had to carry the fishing poles, the tackle box, and... Some pink ruella back to the, the truck. All right, good man. She didn't, she didn't carry anything. <laughs> I don't want people to see I'm carrying that plant. <laughs> That's the way Greg Grant got the pink ruella that you sell here. Dwarf one. He crossed a, a pink one with a with a regular size one. No, he crossed a pink one with a dwarf ruella, which we sell here. It doesn't spread as, as bad. And uh, the uh, and came out with a dwarf pink. So uh, uh, we we have those periodically, and there's also white white uh, dwarf really that came out of Florida, but we don't have that very much. I uh, I hope to have both uh, the dwarf white, dwarf pink, and dwarf purple this next week. Is that oh, right? We'll see. It's white, it. huh? They li- they list it available. That doesn't mean it'll materialize. <laughs> Do you do you know why the dwarf doesn't spread as fast as the standard? Because it's shorter. It can't throw its seed very far. No. Where the t- the tall. Uh, what about the wind? Yeah, yeah. yeah, but the tall tall one can throw its seeds for a long period, yeah. long time, and it pops when it the seed pod dries. Well, I've heard it pops. I've heard people would. Trying to figure out what that pop is. Yeah, I've been popped by. Yeah. You know, you've been if you're in a, a grove of them, uh-huh. they'll pop you. And, <laughs> and Calvin, I sent you a picture of something we saw at uh, Walker Ranch. The while walking, kind of the Ruelia made me think of it. It sort of looks like it. Is that what that is? No, what? that's not what. What it is it? Well, I'm trying to think of what the uh-uh, name. Okay. The name is. Uh, <laughs> it is. Uh, it's got it's blooming everywhere. Yeah, uh, it's pretty. Is uh, it invas- invasive or is it? Yeah, it is a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's all over the park. Yeah. Huh. Uh, it's the blue flower, Jerry. Uh, Purplish blue, little yellow center. Day, it's day flower. Day, uh, there's about six or diff- seven different kinds right. of day flower. Oh, okay. And they're it's they hard, to, hard, the to consi- hard to consider them a weed because in the right place, they really are yeah. attractive. Yeah. And apparently they're getting ready to seed because they've got all kinds of pods on them. <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll certainly uh, fill up an area just like uh, the Dorfurelia will. That's what made me think of it. 
the uh, one somebody wrote in and said, I have long brown streaks running through my St. Augustine. It seems to be a pattern last year. I tried a fungicide last year. Then I thought might be the freeze, but nothing's showing up like last year. Dog Do tracks. you have any ideas? <laughs> and Neil says, it looks like you have a dog. <laughs> I love that. Based on the fact that the water dish is right out in the middle of one of these brown areas. <laughs> I'm wondering if the dog goes on patrol in these pathways and wears out your St. Augustine. I see another dog dish at the end of another one of them. And that's interesting about dogs and cats. They go the same yeah. trail. And you said armadillos. Uh, and armadillos, yeah. And deer, and yeah. you name it. Yeah. That's, yeah. Why, that's why when you go out in nature, you see these little pathways. Yeah. And especially sad. if you've got sand burrs on the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and the we've sad, got about a minute left, guys. The sad thing about it is when I go out in the yard, I walk those paths. Oh. Because they've already got a path out there. So th- thank you, James. Uh, we just got a phone order for uh, Night Bloom and Jasmine that Cappy's going to be uh, All right. taking care of. Good. Cool. Okay. All right. Well, Trace, we got about 30 seconds. What else you? Well, we'll give you the mic. You the still last got word. some of those roses, huh? We still got those roses. It's, a, it's the newest, greatest thing. Uh, Pete, Peter bought one from the first batch and uh, hadn't stopped blooming. And uh, it hadn't grown any taller. So Good. this height thing that you're talking about might be real. Yeah. 18 yeah. inches high. Petite knockouts. All right, we'll say goodbye for today. Thanks, Al. And thanks, of course, to you for listening. See you next week on The Answer. Have a great-